Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Good to see you, and welcome to Cards in Hand, a podcast of me, myself. I'm Ian, but a lot of people know me as the Luffy TV or Luffy TCG, and accompanied by my man right up top, the legend, Daniel, a.k.a. FTC Hobby. What's up, my friend? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And guys, Cards in Hand is going to be a podcast that is more directed about One Piece news, relevant metas, uh, things that are going on in the world of the One Piece TCG. And a little sprinkle of just fun One Piece related content as well. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun. And how's your day been, bro? Been not bad. Um, it's, it, you know, I'm glad. I'm just happy to be here. It's really about the, the simplest way I know how to put it, man. This is... Um, I'm really looking forward to to not only today but but to the future uh, episodes that we're going to be putting out. And I'm just I'm thrilled to be sitting here discussing One Piece. Is the best way I know how to put it, man. Amen to that, bro. Amen to that. I I mean, so you and I have something in common. Um, yeah. And I think a good thing to start this off would be some introductions of ourselves. But I think that one thing that we share is, and I I think this is amazing, is that this is actually our first tcg more or less like playing correct yes absolutely yeah and so your background if you want to give a little bit of a, a spiel about it yeah no i um so pokemon's always been my thing uh mostly as a collector i've always loved collecting pokemon cards just uh having the general discourse around pokemon in general uh Hen hence your that. background right <laughs> some of the background, hey, to, be fair, to be fair the one piece yeah is yeah <laughs> um but no I, I mean i love pokemon i've always enjoyed pokemon collecting and that's just kind of been my niche there for a while um and i recently i'd say like roughly six months ago i started dabbling in the pokemon tcg just on online games um hosting tournaments things of that nature but um one piece really just kind of in terms of the gameplay has just really been like such a pool for me like i i I found Romance Dawn packs back in December. What was it? December 2022, I think, when Romance Dawn yeah. um, dropped. December 8th. I, was... I, I remember the date yeah. because I had yeah, a friend okay. that told me, you need to go get some packs. I was like, it's <laughs> all right. So that was the thing. Is like as someone who was into Pokemon, like I, I still enjoyed other TCGs in terms of, I like shiny cardboard is the simplest way mm -hmm. to put it. I'd open up Dragon Ball cards. I'd open up Magic cards. Like I just like shiny, good arts on cardboard. And I'd been hearing about One Piece for a very long time. Um, apparently, there were like delays for the release, so there was a lot of anticipation for this TCG. And I walk into Target, and lo and behold, they have Romance Dawn packs in there. I grab a handful, I come back home, and uh, actually, I streamed it. I was like, hey, guys, let's check this out together. And lo and behold, I had actually a very large amount of people that were intrigued by the One Piece cards. So we stream it. I literally don't know. and. I guess the other disclaimer is this. I've never watched One Piece anime previous to opening up the cards. Okay. Okay. So, like, this whole thing is new to me. Um, My heart skipped a beat. I'm sorry. I know. I know, I know but, hey, I'm on episode, one like, one, 180, so I've only got, like, a thousand more to go. Yeah. Um, but, so, like, I'm opening up these cards, and they're beautiful, and they're nice, but I don't know who the characters are. Like, I'm reading abilities. <laughs> like, I have no, like, just completely lost. But, I, hey, shiny cardboard, I like it. Yeah. Um, so Romance Dawn goes by, and I'm still just trying to just build a collection. Um, and then come Paramount War, uh, that drops. And about a month or so after Paramount War drops, because I, I also, I'm 
partnered in, I work with an LCS, so I spend a lot of time at my local card shop, and I see mm. people starting to play One Piece. Yeah. And actually, a co-worker uh, at the shop played One Piece and was like, yo, give it a try. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to do that. So I sit down, I start learning One Piece, and I'm like, yo, this game is actually like addicting um i sat down and i was like this is so much fun i'm like I just enjoyed the hell out of it so the rest is history i i started watching the anime started you know still collecting the cards but the gameplay is what really really drew me in um and i've just been grinding away at the gameplay uh since like i said about a month after uh, paramount war dropped and i just i can't get enough of it to be honest with you like it's just something that has just consumed a lot of my time and um yeah i mean that's that's kind of my one piece journey man but between the collecting the anime the gameplay like there's just i'm just enjoying the hell out of one piece right now i could not agree more so uh i remember at the end of november of of 2022 of last year we um i was i think i was live i was either live or i had just ended stream and one of my friends DM'd me. Um, I was playing a lot of RuneScape at the time. Love me some old school RuneScape. Okay. You know, shout shout out to my OSRS fans. And um, <laughs> we, I think I can't remember if he DM'd me or if it was when I was streaming. But he sent me a message and he said, "Dude, have you seen that there's a, an official One Piece card game coming out?" Mm-hmm. And I have been the Luffy TV on Twitch for like seven years, right? Right. And I have been never streaming or playing anything one piece related however right i am the hugest one piece fan love the anime read the manga stopped reading the manga at a certain point because my my now fiance but my girlfriend at the time was trying to catch up and i was like you know what i don't want to spoil anything i want to let her catch up with me and then once Mm -hmm. we're at the same spot then we can eventually move forward and like enjoy it together but he told me about the cards and I said, okay, I got to check this out. And I have like the craziest story about how I got into the game. I uh, had no idea where to buy cards. I didn't know what TCG player was, right? Mm-hmm. I had no idea mm-hmm. about anything. Okay. And I ended up finding, uh, finding out through friends that were like, yo, check out TCG player. So I look on there. I see starter decks one through four for a, mm-hmm. for a bundle. You can buy all four of them and i'm like oh cool sweet right i'll go ahead and do that i'll get you know didn't know you needed two of each so i just got one of each i was like all right cool so i get the i get the the starter decks uh, i place this order and i get a message from the guy that i bought them from that was like hey did you want to pick this up or did you want me to ship them out to you and i i was like uh where where are you like Mm -hmm. This is, I'm sorry, but I don't think I'm going to be able to pick this up. And he says to me, I'm opening up a shop in two months. Like we open up in two months, um, uh, right down the road from you, right? In Virginia, in Virginia beach. And I was like, no way. That's crazy. He was like, yeah, man, come on in. So I come in and I am their first customer, right? Buying one of their, their products in the actual shop. And, uh, and it, and they were like, yo, you need anything you come and you know let us know and they had like cases like a few cases of romance dawn and so i said oh my gosh can i can i you know buy a box or two then yeah and i came home and i opened it up and i had the most fun it was my first ever like uh booster box opening like i remember as a kid you know my 
my parents would buy me the Yu-Gi-Oh packs and stuff, but, gotcha. um, but I first time opening up a, a booster box and it was like exhilarating, just kind of like you yeah. said, shiny cardboard addiction, right. you know? Right. And I get the, I get the, the cards and I'm reading them and I'm like, I have no idea what any of this means. Don't know how to play the game. Nothing. Right. right. And originally I was just going to collect. And then it got to a point where I said, okay, you know what? I want to learn how to play it. Mm-hmm. So I picked up the app and I watched some YouTube videos. And next thing you know, I was hooked. I was like, I'm it's that it's that easy. It's that yep, easy. I'm in. Yep. And so yep. it's like now coming from being somebody that's learning their first TCG to and I right. still think I'm learning to a degree. I I think I have like a I have a good grasp on the game now, but there's sure. there's a difference between when I first started to where I am now and the top of the top players. You know what I mean? Right. It's right, like yeah. I, I, trying to get there is the is the challenge now. It's like where can I improve on gameplay? Where can I improve right. on right. matchups and stuff like that? Decision making, dis- like yep. Yeah. Decision making, yeah. timings, all all kinds of things. Yep. And I think it's a uh, it's it's an extraordinary experience. And I know I, I get a I get a lot of flack from. Um, that that same card shop, the owner, he's a big mm-hmm. Magic the Gathering fan, like big Magic the Gathering guy. He mm-hmm. played in like pro yeah. tours and stuff, and he um he told me he was like, look, One Piece is way easier than Magic. He was like, so he was like, enjoy the game yeah. until it gets actually challenging. And I was like, oh, right. okay, all right. And and okay. but to That's me, fair. it's been challenging this whole time. I, no, I'm with you. I'm sitting here like, this is crazy. This is like, yeah. there's so much going on. And, and all these other guys that have like 15, 20 plus years of TCG experience well, are like, that's a, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, yeah. cause me sitting across the table and, you know, like I'm making light conversation with my opponent that I'm playing and I'm like, you know, like, is this your first TCG? And I'm like, Oh no. Like I've played Yu-Gi-Oh for t- 20 years or I've played magic. And I'm like, it's, it can not, I mean, not full-on intimidation, but when yeah. you sit across the table from someone that has played card games for 10, 15 plus years, yeah. and here we are. You know, you've been playing since Romance Dawn. Yeah, so, so December. Mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I, I'm about six months. Oh, like here I am, six months of playing a TCG in my whole like existence, and these these people are like, oh no, I've played like every every TCG under the sun. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and it comes through in their gameplay too. Right. So like. You can see, wow! All right, this dude is as a veteran card game player. He knows what he's doing, and a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of those skills transcend into other card games, right? Like yeah. the basic concepts and and rules and so on and so forth. So I don't know how you feel, but like sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm just a little kid when it comes to <laughs> like learning TCGs and One Piece. But yeah, to be fair, like it's the, like I feel the same way. Point, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but to your point, there is a a fundamental simplicity within one piece that allows you to play the game that you just don't get. I mean, yeah, at first you'll get trampled, but it doesn't take that long for you. As long as you're putting in the time for you to feel like, okay, now I'm not just getting run over. Like now I'm actually, you know, I'm getting closer to beating good people. I'm putting up a fight, (laughs) putting up a fight. Exactly. And now you're actually starting to beat good people. And so, um, you know, like it does feel good in the sense that you can pick up one piece and, just put in a, a, you know, a respectable amount of time in the card game and be able to play it pretty well. Yeah, I think for me it was the 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 big experience that kind of um, 
to, to me was was enlightening of of mm-hmm. like I'm actually progressing as a player was yes, yes. was uh our local shop uh you know tend to have about like 20 plus players on um well, at least in Romance Dawn it was like 30 plus players it was crazy yeah. right yeah. But um, yeah, it's definitely dwind- like dwindled down a little bit now, simply because uh, some people like whenever there's a new card game. What I've seen is that there's like this really big hype for it, and yeah, then sure. and then like the people that are actually going to play stick around, right? right? And then slowly but surely, new players come in, which is awesome. I've been able to see like a ton of new people showing up to the shop uh, to many places because I go to like three different places locally to right. to play games, and. Right. Um, yeah, just seeing like a, a new face almost every week now is kind of cool. But it, yeah, the big thing for me was the first time that I got into the top eight. And they do a top cut yeah. there, which is like your yeah. best of three once you're in top eight. And uh-huh. I was like, I was blown away. I was sitting there. Yeah. I was sitting there like, oh, my God, like I'm yeah. playing with, you know, the top guys now. And it feels good. It feels really good. It feels really, really good. Yeah. And uh and I love that I, I feel as though, you know, in the first few months of the game coming out, it was it felt like the same people were always topping at the yes. at the local shop. And now it feels as though you see a different, you know, different crowd every now and then kind of making their appearances or a different person getting the win. And it's like I, I like to see that. I like to see that, you know, people are competitive and they want to play to get better and to, you know, uh, overall, like, get an understanding of the game. I mean, like, to me, obviously, I'm I'm not the, the fastest learner, so it took me a while to get to that top eight spot. And then once I did, Same. I finally got my first win and my first winner's card in set two. And nice. I was like, let's with go. Are we, are we do it with Smoker? <laughs> I think I... I feel like I did it. Please I'm, tell me Smoker. It was either Smoker or Zoro. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Oh, it was no. It was one of the two. But I remember that I got the... Um, what was the... the? I got the winner Ezo. It was a green Ezo oh, yeah. card yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was a winner pack. And I was so proud. I was so happy. Yeah. And I like yeah. put it in a top loader and everything. Yeah. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I still yeah. have it somewhere yeah. back there, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, there's, it's things like that that you really cherish and that you, like, you know, you use as, like, a barometer of, of improving, right? Absolutely, and yeah. That was, I had a kind of a similar experience when I, at my local Discord, uh, One Piece Discord, uh, for all the Austin locals, uh, we, we they, they put in a, a graphic for the top eight. Depending on what shop you're at, they put in a graphic with your name and, like, you know, what leader you use. Oh, nice. And, and the first time I made top eight, I think I got fourth fourth place was was my first top eight nice and um seeing my name with the smoker leader on that, <laughs> on that graphic i just i mean it's the smallest thing but it mm-hmm. felt so good you know because like you're saying it, it feels good to be like hey i'm actually competitive in yeah. this now you know like i may not be winning locals every single week or i might not be going like x1 at regionals but you know what yeah. I'm improving, so yeah. And I mean, to be to be fair, I still haven't gotten my X one uh, finish in any regionals or treasure cups. I've just been having a blast and uh, really just kind of enjoying playing up against because because the the 
the great thing about locals is just being able to play every week with your friends or with you know people right. in the area yeah. stuff like that just as much as yeah it is the game right yeah. but the online aspect or offline aspect if you go to the offline events um uh the nice thing about that is you're getting competition from different parts of the country yes. now you know yeah. and it's like everybody's flying in or they're mm -hmm. driving into you know these spots and you get tons and tons of new uh deck builds you get yes. new ideas and different ways mm -hmm. that people play and it's like oh wow you know i never ex i never thought about it that way i never seen that and so i like the first online uh regional that i did i didn't do great i'm pretty certain i think i'm pretty certain i went like f uh three and five and then i dropped mm -hmm. on my first yeah, yeah. ever one yeah. Um, I played smoker. I got beat. <laughs> yeah, I was. Oh, well, this was set. This was set. It was two, set. Though, right? It was set yeah, at yeah. the end of set two when everybody had already figured out um, Newgate and Zoro being uh, like really, really good. And so I, I was sitting here like, oh god, I'm gonna try it, and and yeah. I kind of got whooped. But yeah, the next one I go into, I went six and three, and I did pretty well, and I got almost into the top sixty four. Actually, I got I I got into the top seventy five players, but okay. I couldn't make it to top sixty four, which was sad. But uh, yeah. that that was a you know, it's like I learned from that previous event sure. and went into it. And um, it's, a, it's a whole different animal. It's like yeah. the, the, the analogy that I kind of like that when I played my first regional, because that was the same thing. I, I, I did not do well. And like, yeah. you know, I, I, but here's the thing. I had a I had a limited expectation for myself same. due to the game. Um, and the way that it, it reminded me of like back in the day, like I'm a big I used to be big into fighting games and used to compete in fighting games. And it's always one of those things like when you're playing like Street Fighter with your friends or your, your neighborhood friends. And you're whooping everyone. You think you're really good, right? You, you like, think you're no, the best, bro. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm the best Street Fighter player. Like, no one can. Like, I'm really good. Like, I can play with anyone, right? And then you get humbled. You go to the arcade. You go to the arcade, right? And there's people that literally are at the arcade 24/7, and you just get mopped. Oh right? yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah. There's a whole another world of Street Fighter players out here. That's the way it felt with me, because that's just like, yeah, I can, I can do well locally, and you know, like, it's, it's. I, I know I'm a decent player, but then you go to regionals where, like you're saying, people are spending money on this. Oh, yeah. They're flying out. Like, this is what they do. And then you play with that demographic of, of player, and you're like, okay, this is a totally different animal altogether. Yeah, this is, all, this is built different right here. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <clears throat> I still have yet to, be, yet to go to an offline regional, but for good reasons. Uh, yeah. For those of you that know me from my channel, I just recently got engaged, and uh, Yay, I, I'm thank you, bro. Thank you. I'm yeah. saving for a wedding, so I'm trying not to travel too much. Um, so that's why the onlines are really nice. But uh, the onlines are also, you know, there's there's some negatives to the online. There's some negatives, sure. yeah. But it's it is what it is. I think the fact that they're even offering it though, so that people that may not be able to afford the travel or right. just can't take the time off of work or right. you know, it's it's too far for them. Uh, right. I think it's nice that it gives you another option. That's the well, beauty anything, of it. Any, anything to to make the game as accessible as possible. Absolutely, is generally a net positive, mm -hmm. right? Like that's yes, it's not perfect. Yes, there's there's issues with it, but like for all the reasons that you just listed, being able to access that uh, type of gameplay uh, amongst other people is only gonna stand to benefit the game. So um, agreed. What I'd rather play offline and and in person every day of the week. Yep. But 
if I'm about to get married and, and drop an ungodly amount of money, <laughs> yeah. I might have to reconsider that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, the next time you guys see the, the, like, the, the episode over this year, like all my furniture in the back is going to be sold. I'm going to be sad. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be living in a shack. I'm gonna get concerned if I don't see your cats around. That's where that's when the red flags are gonna get raised. I'm like, wait well, a minute. Yeah, they're always there. Who knows where they are? They they're just no, always know, randomly. Like yeah. a lot of the times, right on this couch is where he'll just hang out, or he'll just yeah, walk yeah. by here and then just hop up on this couch. So yeah, I, I never know. They're just no, they're you. all over the place. But uh, speaking of all these regionals and and regional. yeah, and as far as uh, like Treasure Cups regionals, offline, online events and stuff are concerned, mm-hmm. we just had one recently, and that's what we wanted to really get into uh, yeah. about some of the stuff that happened there, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, I we, agree. Yeah, we had thirty or the top thirty-two was shown from PPG out in the Knoxville, uh, ten or yeah, Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, mm-hmm. They had the regional, and wow, wow! All I'm gonna yeah. say is Newgate, dang. Yeah, you know, and mm. I'm not gonna lie; it's not surprising. Um, it's not. I, it, it's not. It just hurts, for, bro. I know. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. But like, there's a couple yeah. factors as to why this isn't surprising, right? First and foremost, this is the first regional of the new format or the new of the new set, right? Yeah. And so to think that these new leaders are gonna be very prevalent in when they've been out for what a week previous to regionals is not that's i mean yes you can go on sim and you can build your decks and you can get your reps in but people are going to go with what they know yeah and what they know is whitebeard what we've known in the past regionals is whitebeard yeah um and and also not to interrupt you but just very quickly it hasn't even been well at the time of the knoxville tournament it hadn't even been a week since the technical release date. There it is. There it so, is. so some people were able to get their product earlier, but others weren't. Right. So that could also be a reason why that we well, saw. Whole, yeah. Well, and then we had this whole conundrum a couple days before the actual regional. Bandai says, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, set four is not even permitted." And boy, yeah, you want to talk about just the chaos? Oh my god, that. Twitter was and, and, raging. And, and, well, and r- rightfully so. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of confusion, and then they say, oh, wait, wait, our bad. We're going to allow set four. Kudos to Bandai for that, by the way. Kudos to them. Kudos to them, but yeah. I, it did not help the situation of, yeah. of being new leaders. Not that it, you know, like, is it? did it have, like, a dramatic effect? No. But does it help, yeah. like, feel, make you feel confident in using a new leader? Probably not. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Newgate's here. Um, people went with what they know, and Newgate actually didn't top the tournament though. Um, Newgate came in second. We saw Zoro get first place. Yeah. Um, the one Zoro that made top thirty-two actually got first place. But yeah. Um, to expand on Newgate, like, what do you? How do you feel about Newgate going forward with this set? Like, is this is this a good thing, a bad thing? Like, how do we view this? My personal opinion of it is uh, well. First off, congrats to. William Craddock, congrats to yeah. uh, you know William Craddock from Will to Win Gaming for that right. second place finish with the Newgate. Crushed it the whole tournament. Big shout out. Yeah, an awesome guy. Uh, but I will say that how I feel about Newgate, at least at the moment, is they've restricted cards in the past because it simply was too strong having the leader have uh, four of each of those cards, right? Right. The deck is still topping over and over and yes. over again yes. now from a from a 
there's two ways to look at this from a standpoint of a customer satisfaction idea. I think that it would probably be in Bandai's best interest to probably ban Whitebeard or temporarily ban him or something because until there is a power creep in leaders to where there is matching uh, power of that leader specifically, it just mm-hmm. makes it really difficult to have like Whitebeard itself or Newgate himself uh, be a leader and not be so prevalent in every tournament. From another standpoint, I think that I don't blame anybody that wants to play the leader because it is very strong. The list is super consistent. It is super consistent. Red has arguably the best searchers in the game right now. Right. So just having searchers that allow you, and with the largest card pool as well being red, Mm -hmm. you, you just have an undeniable consistency in that list. So... I don't blame anybody for playing it. I just personally, from a from a want to play OPO four and and beyond new leaders and new exciting metas and stuff like that, bringing maybe old leaders back and and introducing you know new cards into them is like I think that's going to be really exciting. But unfortunately, it feels a little stale at the moment because of the I don't know prevalence. yeah the prevalence of yeah, of yeah. that and and it's. It is what it is. I think that well, let me let me give a little yeah. like, pushback on that or like play devil's advocate. Yeah, for sure. A second. Yeah. And you and I were discussing this. Yes, Newgate is still on top. And and you know, I guess <clears> there's there's two things that we should put in perspective here. Like, how much are we going to sh- extrapolate from the very first regional of this set? You know, like I, I, there's there's That's multiple a good point. factors. You know, like is this is this the standard going forward? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Is yeah. Whitebeard still going to be very prevalent? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, there's only so much that I want, really want to read into this, to be honest with you. But let's say this, for instance, and you and I were discussing this. Mm. You re- you remove a, a, the biggest predator in the ecosystem, right? You just you, you take it out, right? That's banned Whitebeard. And you remove that predator. Naturally, something's going to come in and fill the top spot. Yeah. And that's going to become the prevalent deck. Um, and my concern is that, um, Katakuri, you know, like is going to be Katakuri got a lot of buffs for this set, got some very strong cards is actually better off facing what feels like it feels like it's better off facing Whitebeard now in large part because not in large part, but a big help to that was the six, eight peril sparrow, the vanilla peril mm-hmm. sparrow, peril sparrow, big card yeah. for, and searchable, uh, to go up against into Whitebeard. Yeah. Um, it plays so well like, into the curve, you know? Dude, a massive card. Just mm-hmm. a massive card. So, like, where do we find this balance is the question. Like, if we remove Whitebeard and we say, you know what, let's just remove the leader altogether. Let's just let's, let, let's play devil's advocate. Next thing you know, let's, let's take Katakuri and say, now Katakuri Yellow is just running rampant, right? And 10-drop moms are just getting slammed on the table left and right. People are, are scooping their cards because they've had enough of 10-drop mom. Like, <laughs> how much... How much how much of an effect would something like that have and not necessarily a positive way, but maybe in a negative way like that, that that's that's the concern with and I'm not saying like and I was telling you this if they banned white beard tomorrow and said white beard leader is no longer allowed. I would understand it, but yeah. at the same time, there's a there's a genuine concern of, OK, well, now what's going to fill white beard spot and is that new quote unquote predator 
a bigger pain in the butt than what we had to deal with with Whitebeard, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. I think uh, I think that what you said as far as like one replacing the other if the top of the food chain goes down is a great analogy and a great way to look at it. It's, uh, yeah, Katakuri, you know, is a is a definite threat. But at the, at the same time, I feel like Katakuri has answers. Uh, it being, I mean, yeah, it's gotten some buffs that makes the law matchup easier, or I shouldn't say easier, but we'll say a not better, a, little a little better. bit better. Yeah, well, a little yeah. bit better, but it's still law favored. Like yeah, absolutely. law is still going to be really strong there. Right. Um, and Doflamingo is a new addition that's in, at least from what I have played and from what I've seen as well, it, it feels as though it plays really well into yellow, but yellow can just do yellow things and or get just drop 10 drops and just all day. four, four, 10 drops in a row and get a crazy Jeez. triggers. And, you know, you can't really Jeez. win from that. But um, right. I think that the, the, the tough part is, is that with law, right? So uh, I, I, was actually chatting um i was actually chatting with uh jackson huang about this uh the other day was i was asking him you know what his opinions were on the on the knoxville tournament and he said that you know it, he pretty much expected a lot of people to be playing whitebeard but he believes that law is actually the strongest leader in the format at the moment but when i look at it i go law yeah might be the strongest leader in the format but it also takes a really skilled pilot, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. it's a it's a very high skilled deck, and yes. and doesn't you got to get your reps in. You got to get your reps in. You got to know your matchups, and you have right. to be able to play like on point. If you make a mistake, it will cost you probably the yeah. game. Whereas Whitebeard, <laughs> you. <d> <laughs> You don't have to it's make a, it's a cruise control deck. You right? don't have it's, to make that hard of decisions, no. you know. <laughs> well, and it's a very it's a very flow chart style deck. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Your your responses are very vanilla, right? It's yeah. Just like if play card, happen, turn this, card sideways, it, counter out. It, it, very straightforward, <laughs> absolutely. Like the absolutely. last, I I would argue that the last turn or two of playing Whitebeard is arguably where the hardest part of the game is. Because you have to find the right numbers to swing with. Um, mm -hmm. The correct play, whether it's to play defensively or to play aggressively, whether that's going right. for board, going for life, playing blockers, right. using your dawn appropriately. The final turn or the final like two turns are like the most difficult part of Whitebeard's life. Other than sure, that, sure. it's cruise control. We're, yeah. we're, eating, we're eating good today, baby. You know, right. it's... <laughs> So and I, I mean, like, yeah. and here's the thing. I would agree. I mean, Law's not going anywhere. I think from what we've seen in the upcoming meta, I mean, the Law's Law's ability and it's just it's just an insanely strong deck. Katakuri was more like I use that example more of just like a, a spot holder, but I agree with the Law. Yeah, right. Like, uh, yeah, law yeah. is incredibly good. I think the difference, and this is where the difference comes in, is like if I lose to Law, a lot of the time it's like I'm playing a very skilled person that made all the right moves. To your point, like. You make one mistake with law and it can just snowball from there yeah um law law whiffs a lot too so like you don't you don't get your searches oh uh, yeah you don't you don't find what you need in your searches and you're bottom decking all these like it's like there's things that can go wrong with law and the amount of talent and skill to play law well i have respect for and i i can appreciate and mm. this is like i don't i'm not i don't want to like pivot this and make it make this sound like i'm coming at katakuri players but yeah. there are aspects of Katakuri that I don't get that same vibe from, right? No, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
and 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 I think that's where like the salting or like where the the quote unquote fairness of the decks. Comes yeah. In. If you beat me being being awesome at this deck, that's technical. I can I can swallow that. I can I can take that all day. <laughs> exactly. If you beat me because you just you drop two or three big moms and that's just game, like I that's tough. It that's, hurts. That's hard. It hurts. It hurt. Yeah. That one that one stings. I I actually so, lost um, a match last night because of um uh what was it a Sanji blocker in the second to last life and then a Beji in the last one to seal the deal. I was like, yeah. Well, yeah. I uh, I had five swings. I yeah. had to get through two life. Uh, they were able mm -hmm. to counter out of like, I think one swing. Uh, mm -hmm. Then I I swung the second time, got it through Sanji blocker. Third third swing, uh, Son or Beji stops my ten drop Doflamingo, and I'm or not? No, 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 it wasn't Doflamingo. It was uh, um, Kuzan because I was playing uh, starter deck Luffy. But got you. I, I mean, it's just like, yo, what in the world, man? Well, like, this is from someone that, like, <laughs> I started to play Yamato, uh, Yams and Toes, as we like to call her. Yes. Um, back when the starter deck came out, I was like, all right, this is kind of interesting. And so I started messing with that deck. And so, like, I play yellow. And, and you know, like, I'm not going to lie. The, the mechanic of having a lot of stuff that triggers off life, I think, fundamentally, is a cool mechanic. And I think it actually yeah. works well within the game. Yeah. Um, it, so I like, I like to say I play the honest yellow deck. But, yeah. man, like... It's just hard yeah. when the entire color for sometimes feels like that's the whole idea of the deck is not to be um, like really playing a lot of the cards uh, from hand with like intent. It's more mm -hmm. just playing the card, attacking, and then hoping that your life is absolutely insane. And, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, that's that's a simple way of putting it, but yeah. it is. But, it, but honestly, on a yeah. fundamental level, that's that's kind of where it's at. Yeah. To be honest, and I won't so. lie. Here's the funny thing: I love yeah. I love playing Katakuri. Like it is, you, it's so you. fun to play, but it is aggravating to all hell to play against. See, like it is the worst to play. It, like yeah. all right, so, Nami tops the chart for me. I think it's I, fun. I, will, I think it's fun. I will, well, in terms of playing against, I will scoop. I'm just like I'm not doing this, dude. Oh, <laughs> what against Nami? But, yeah, yeah. I oh, just, okay. I don't, yeah, playing against. Playing I thought you were against, saying playing um, as. I saw. Yeah, I got no, you. No, 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 no. Yeah, playing yeah. against. I've actually, uh, to be fair, like Nami, the 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 game, the win condition for Nami hasn't had that much appeal for me. So I'll be honest, I really haven't ventured that far into learning Nami. Yeah. But like the Katakuri thing is just, um, it is, and also some of it is me playing Smoker in set two. And Smoker in the Katakuri in set two was just like a disaster. Or set three, yeah. So, like, yeah, or excuse me for three. Paul. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yep. Um, but but yeah, you know, you're that, not that, wrong. <laughs> but it just felt so bad. It was so, so bad. So like some of that, some of that is like carryover from set three playing yeah. smoker going into Katakuri. It was trauma. Um, yeah. Yeah, it truly was. It truly was. So I mean, I guess to kind of go circle back, like it's interesting to see what Bandai like if there is gonna be anything that comes down from Bandai in terms of like white beard. Um, yeah. It feels like really like the restrictions are already in place. They're gonna stay. They're gonna stay upheld through set four. The only next thing you can do is essentially ban leader. Um, I don't, I, I don't see that. You know, unless we just start seeing more regionals that are just, just crazy top heavy with with Newgate. I don't see that being what they're gonna do. But I could be, I could be a hundred percent wrong on that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I yet again, I. It's not like I'm calling for the ban on the leader. I right. just, I know a lot of people are are upset about it. Like there's in the community, a lot of people are it. like, you know, when I was watching the the uh, the the PPG event, um, this regional at Knoxville, 
it was kind of sad to see the chat really disheartened about like because everybody was typing like oh red wins again that you know like reds yeah. reds the yeah. finals uh the top four you know all red well t- three third and fourth uh uh going third to cross ai and um fourth to uh yeah to uh f- I'm, i hope i'm saying his name correctly but uh Fi win but uh, both of them playing law so that means the top four decks you know were all red players and I don't blame, like I said, you know, like I don't blame anybody for playing the list. It's just, it it does feel like, I don't know. It feels like, okay, we're, we're past OPO two now. Like, can, uh, like, are we, I thought we would see some difference and uh, I'm hoping my fingers are crossed that. So if I'm to give predictions for the future of OPO four and meta that we might be able to expect in future treasure cups and regionals, I think that we might see because of the a really fantastic start uh, from day one of Rebecca at Knoxville. Rebecca mm-hmm. went undefeated in Swiss and nine nine and zero, oh, right? And it's I actually a local homie. Shout out to if I can real quick. Shout oh out yeah, to Nick, a local homie. Uh, Nick, was okay. Really, really good law player for her last set. Uh, just a smart, intelligent player overall. Yeah, always tends to do very well uh you tends to clean up at locals as well like just a, a really good player but uh yeah that's awesome you want to talk about heartbreaking man imagine going undefeated into top cut with rebecca and then playing queen round one yep. and losing i mean like heart, heart goes out i mean yeah nick's gonna be nick's i was pulling for him dude <laughs> i was oh, yeah. pulling no, for him absolutely and, and you know the thing is like the nick's always he's always going to be competitive i wouldn't be surprised to see him place like seeing him in the same spot in future regionals yeah so that's where like a little bit of the like i feel bad but you know what dude like you're a great player you're gonna get right back up there but oh yeah man the only undefeated and then it's like yeah oh, it's top cut. It's oh like, it, it oh, hurt it's it stung to look at but i yeah. i will say that with that showing i think that that proves to people that Rebecca is a is an option. Rebecca is an option. It has its sure. bad matchups, and that's the beauty sure. of OPO four is that now right. that we have some of these newer leaders, there are bad matchups for some of these decks that were inherently just better, right? Right. But uh, they can still win out. That's the, the that's the nice thing with a consistent deck is that well, you can still at, win out. And let's look at that. I mean, top thirty two. We've got three Rebecca, mm-hmm. um, and we've got two of the Gurple Dofi. So there's five. Um, My Dofi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, man. Dofi's doing some things. Um, if you want to include Black Luffy in there, which I kind of feel like we can, uh, in yeah. terms of like new leader, let's throw. So you got six, and there's also a part of me. Granted, it's a set one. I want to kind of include uh, Blue Croc in that. Oh, a hundred percent. Blue Croc so was like, like so, irrelevant until now. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So we're looking at uh, you know six, what seven different leaders from previous sets that are Absolutely. now breaking into the so. Or not previous sex, like new-ish leaders yeah. to the top thirty-two scene, if you will. Oh, did you include? Did you include Queen in that? Because there's one Queen as well. Thank you, uh, yeah. Queen as well. Yeah. So I mean, like, so as much as we were talking about Newgate, we're looking at nine different leaders out of the top thirty-two. Yeah. Which feels pretty damn diverse, right? Yeah, That's, it's a it's a quarter of the players, uh, and I think that Katakuri arguably is like an OPO four deck as well, sort of because of a lot a lot of the new additions. Um, okay. But I, I, that's a sort of, because realistically, it, the, I would say a good 70, 70% of its deck are from OPO3. Right. But um, right. yeah, I, I love to see that a lot of these new leaders are coming in. And I think that when we see 
of Rebecca again come into the top and it, uh, just not get unlucky and get one of her worst matchups to start, yeah, but get, right. you know, like, just think about this, right? One Zorro, 12 New Gates, and six Laws. So that is 19 players out of the top 32, and somehow Rebecca wasn't paired up against one of them. Like, <laughs> that is terrible yeah. odds. Terrible odds, right? To, to have fair. such a great run, 9-0 and on the day, uh, the previous day, and then to come in and see that. I mean, that's just... That's unfortunate. That's, but I mean, hey, that's card games, you know. It, it, I mean, honestly, like the skill is what weighs heavier than anything else. Yeah, but absolutely. A huge, a huge X factor in how you place are your matchups. Matchups for sure. And and with respect to Nick, he's an incredible player whose whose skill is undeniable. But through the local Discord, I caught bits and pieces here that his matchups were very good going into top thirty-two. Oh, were that's they? That's not to take away from anything that yeah. he accomplished um, at all in the slightest. But like that, that's just to show that your matchups are a very big factor in like, am I gonna do well or am I not gonna do well? So 100%. I don't think he faced like I don't think he faced a single blue crock going into top thirty-two, which yeah. I don't think is a good matchup for Rebecca. Yeah. Um, anything so, anything know, blue is just very bad for blue, Rebecca because right um, blue is that removal that easy removal whether it's three thousand worlds red rock. Um, right. I mean, uh, anything you, gets yeah. Blue. You've got Mihawk. You've got. Uh, kaido now like there's so many different things that in a lot of these lists just just get rid of all the cards that you need on the board in order to be able to perform your best so well let's uh so let's kind of go from there and like so of the new leaders i want to kind of transition that like of the new leaders that we saw in set four we've got six new leaders all dual color um which of those i think i mean i think i know the answer but i'm curious like how prevalent are like are we going to be seeing those top more in the future regionals? We got what was it? Uh, three of the uh, three of the what was what uh, uh, of the six leaders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three of, of the six leaders. Yeah, um, I think that the only three that aren't going to be seeing. I wouldn't say. I'm not going to say they're not going to see a top because I I think that they have a chance of seeing a top, but I mm-hmm. but I mean not seeing. As many tops will be um, Vivi, obviously. I honestly, I'm gonna, I'm, you know what? You can just call me on it right here. If we see a Vivi top, I, I am shocked. Okay, but the other two, I can see potential, right? But Vivi, God bless. Um, if we see an Isho top, I think that would be really interesting. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it's, I don't think it has what it needs to be an incredible deck yet. Like yeah, no, right. it's not quite there yet, but yeah. it's it has potential in the future. I'm, I'm actually I'm saving my alternate art of E show because I'm very excited for the future of that card. Um, and then because uh, green and black are like I love oh, I love both those fun. colors. It's, yeah, it's insanely fun. To uh, yeah, play with. and then uh, the other one being uh, purple yellow crocodile. I de- mm-hmm. I think that that deck, for, at least from when I played it, uh, that one felt like. It felt like it almost felt kind of like Whitebeard in the sense of that, like your first couple of turns are really easy. Like right. you just play a card, defend, swing, pass, whatever, right? But then it's the end game where that deck gets really tricky and having to yeah. play your large, uh, your large bodies onto the board, like your eight or nine, no eight drop crocodile, your mm-hmm. nine drop Yamatos, your eight drop Katakuris. Um, right when to use those and when to use their effects 
are is like really interesting with that deck. So I could see that deck top, but it would take a it would take a pretty solid pilot and a, and a very well thought out list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say. Well, Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say for future yeah. for that for that one. Uh, apparently, set five. It's gonna get more support. So maybe oh yeah, all the purple. That, yeah, all exactly. and it starter deck like, ten. It like purple's a thing for set five. Yeah. So, uh, maybe if not now, then maybe set five. That yeah. Bit, I mean, starter deck ten is gonna be a massive boost for yes, purple as yes, well. Yes. Massive. Right. Like the SRs in in starter yes. deck ten are insane. Insane. Huge card. That Eustace Captain Kid is going to be nuts. Like, yeah. I legitimately can't wait to make some purple decks with that card in mind because, my God, it is so yeah. busted. It's so yeah. busted. So maybe maybe not maybe now is not the time for, yeah. for the purple yellow croc, but it does not have yet. a promising it does have a yeah. promising uh boon to it in the, yeah. in the upcoming months. But the other three, I really think I think the other three are gonna be uh fantastic. If I'm being honest, I think Queen is on the lower end of that totem pole. I would agree. I yeah. could I could yeah. be wrong, but it just feels like Queen has worse like more bad matchups than the other two. Right. I would agree. Yeah. And I also think like Queen's gameplay is so unique that people are still trying to crack the code on it. Yeah. And I think once once you start getting your reps in against Queen and you start figuring out when to swing in the live, you know, like all these little nuances that will actually make the deck a little bit more different to go up against. Mm. I, I would agree. Like I don't think I think once you once you kind of crack the code on Queen, that's not to say I don't think she'll still remain a, a pretty strong deck and and even viable, but. I do feel like there's going to be more of a drop in what Queen can do going forward, as opposed to the other two you're about to mention. Yeah, absolutely. I think I. I mean, but Queen is. I mean, it, it has a top already. It's got one yeah, top. No, so I mean, that that means there's got to be something going for there's it. Something there. And I think that, like you said, when people crack that code, then it's going to be. Uh, it, we'll see. And Queen is annoying to play against oh my god it is so frustrating <laughs> you, yeah you better run to the restroom grab a snack like get, like, get, get comfortable like yeah because you're yeah in, it's gonna you're in, for you're in for the long haul um yeah, yep. they, but the other two i if if i'm being honest i i think just have good matchups against most of the meta uh well rebecca Rebecca's like if you play against blue, it's almost like an auto loss. If you it feels that way, yeah. If you play against um, if you play against green purple Dofi, it feels like you're actually ahead in that match um, more more often than not. But it does depend on if you can search out the the necessary cards. Um, what I've learned from personally playing green purple Dofi into Rebecca, it seems as though my priority needs to be on KOing or Lumbus. So I have to have yes. sugar. Yes. I have to have punk Gibson. I have to have Uta to be able to rest these cards. Um, right. that is like the focus. If I can get rid of or Lumbus, then yes. the, the, it does feel like a playable match, but otherwise it is very, very difficult. It, <clears throat> excuse me feels like uh it feels like a really uphill battle right yeah well that's the card that the i mean olumbus and luffy probably arguably the two you know foundations of that deck um, yeah 
As someone who's been playing uh, Blue Croc, that I, I save my, th I, I pretty much mulligan until I see my three thousand swords <laughs> or three thousand worlds, and yeah. the moment Alarmus comes out, it's just it's like Poof. bye. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that, and uh, you know, like and Luffy. Like the moment those cards pop up, yeah, um, it's just like you you take the claws away from Rebecca, and the deck it, it completely changes, right? Like it's just a totally different deck that feels like an, uh, an uphill battle for Rebecca. I, I will say, like, Rebecca, like, her matchups that she's favored in, like, I know this is kind of a, a simple thing to say, but the the matchups that she's favored in, things tend to go really well. But, like, man, some of those matchups for Rebecca just feel terrible. I mean, it's mm. like yeah. you've got these highs where it's just like, oh, yeah, Rebecca control, like, she dominates this matchup. But, man, some of those matchups that she struggles with, it's, it's not to say they're not winnable, but I – man it, it just feels tough. i like, i feel like it, it's probably going to take a lot of time um for people to i mean because yet again i i haven't played enough rebecca for myself to even figure it out but it almost feels like you know how um i don't know if you've seen this but a lot of law players have adjusted their lists to have uh the 2k counters sanji in their deck now and the, yes. re the reason why is because of the rebecca matchup if, right. if they see rebecca then they can just play that card and gain value from their life and not get starved for resources. Right. So it's like a it's a really good answer to that. And I think that we're probably going to have to f like find some like people are going to have to find some way like how do I play around just having everything removed, right? Sure. It doesn't feel like I can, but is there a way, right? And mm -hmm. um I mean Rebecca usually capitalizes on slower playing decks, hence Dofi, right? But right. even though Queen is a slower playing deck, Queen has removal, like and a lot right. of removal. Whereas green, green purple Dofi doesn't have that as much, which is actually why I've been considering teching in uh, that five cost event card. I have definitely been I've been tinkering tinkering around with uh, teching just one of those into the list because I, th I think that that um, that card can come in I, handy i got hit with that in pre-release yeah and i had no idea what in the hell was happening i was like oh yeah my leaders rested wait yeah <laughs> like i was I, like i and i've actually the some of the uh the locals that, that they've actually teched that as a one of in their deck yeah because um, it's really good in matchups like queen and rebecca sure. where you want to have your leader active so that you can use cards like leo right yes. or for queen so that you can heal you know right. um for Zo uh no zoro's irrelevant because you can just tap a dawn um yeah but i mean like it does it really helps I mean, in if, certain matchups film kids a thing like you know yeah making film, sure yeah. film that kid doesn't get his double swing yeah uh, you know things like that actually interesting if you didn't know is that you can rest i shared this tech with you ian oh you did you okay I was okay i can't i didn't i don't remember i was like <laughs> you're right you did you and I oh that was before pre my pre-release that's right yeah, we were i, I like, forgot hey, about that if yeah, you yeah. Get hit, if you get hit with this you can like, restand it yeah did i ever tell yeah, you that i i got it i got to restand it yeah, no i i actually had that happen i uh somebody played a 10 drop dofi on me i still lost the game but but yeah, uh i mean you're probably still gonna lose they got but... a 10 drop dofi in their packs so i was yeah. like bro all right yeah. what do i do here but uh yeah. I, I was able to restand leader and he was like dude are you sure you can do that i was like yeah yeah obviously but um yeah no yeah. i mean well, I'm glad I'm glad the tech helped out for the pre-release, man. Yeah, that was that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, I just got unlucky. But, I don't know if I told you, but my four packs or four four of my six packs were not like altar leader packs. They were just leader packs. So okay. four of my packs, I was playing down a card, uh, right? Yeah. And then also, 
um, uh, they just had rares in them. And like most of my rares were garbage. I didn't pull. Yeah. No, the only SR that I pulled was Pell. I was like, yeah. that's rough, I mean, dude. It's a decent card. Pell's not yeah, terrible it, for pre-release, yeah. but otherwise, yeah. I mean, like, no, just well, if you think about every other SR in the set, they're better. Yeah. They're just oh, better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. My, I, yeah. well, I, got, I got into finals in two of my three pre-releases. And one oh, of my first, my, my first finals, I played against uh, a guy that pulled the seven-drop Luffy, mm -hmm. the 10-drop uh, Dofi. And Diamante, the blocker. I mean, like he just, yeah, he just like got the nuts. Just had all the cards. Yeah. And I got hit with both the ten drop Luffy, or excuse me, the seven drop Luffy, and the ten drop uh, Dofi. And I'm like, he dropped the ten drop pros, everything, and it was just basically like that card will that card yeah. will win you pre-release. Oh, that absolutely. Card, that card will win you pre-release. Absolutely. And, uh, a good player, but damn, man, that, I was just like, yeah, that's just it hurt. Goop. Like, yeah, that one hurt. I so. I got hit with the exact same, well, more or less the exact same thing. It was a, it was a ten drop Dofi into eight cost Roshinante, the secret rare, that put mm -hmm. down a five cost Diamante, and I was like, bro, <laughs> yeah, I was like, GG, yeah. man, you can yeah, have it. GG. Yeah, there, <laughs> that's the one thing about pre-releases. Like, there's there's points. Like when people play a card, you're just like. I mean, yeah. you win. Uh, yeah. Good game, yeah, man. You win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I kind of want to circle to the one specific leader because this one is kind of intriguing to me. Uh, Zoro. Yeah. Um, this one, you know, like Zoro's ability, we all know Zoro's ability is just insane value, right? Mm. And it's an incredibly strong leader. Um, it won the tournament, but it was the one of in the top 32. Yeah. You know what's really, really, really interesting about his list, too, is I'm not sure if you've looked at it, but did yeah he had he ran none of the um he ran none of the rush cards no rush none nothing yeah. i was like what in the world from set three only one on one event card from set three yeah it was it was very very surprising sorry, set four. i'm sorry set four I keep doing yeah, oh yeah yeah yeah. he got the um what was it the bad kick manners or bad yeah, the zero cost event yeah yeah bad manners kick course that's it there there you um go. but yeah just looking at the list i was like Wow, I'm I'm a little shocked uh, that mm -hmm. he was able to, you know, um, some of like maybe mirror matches or uh, some of the other ones. But you know what I think he was teching for was law, and he he teched for law and he teched for um, uh, Whitebeard. Not yeah. so much Katakuri, but more those other two, which I thought was really interesting. I don't think the list it, it's Zoro. Zoro is going to be good no matter what. I don't think the list right. is bad in the category, but the the more aggressive style of having the rush cards mm -hmm. is just not like way way better against Katakuri. It, it's it yeah. it forces um, Cat to play like a little more scared, a little more defensively yeah, well, when they could just play really bold as a you know well, yellow. So, and that's 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 the idea behind facing category is the constant pressure right like yeah. they, like people tell you like if you want to get if you want to have a better success against category it's the constant pressure that you're putting that way when it does come to tendon there you're like you've created this hesitancy within the like can i get away with dropping this tin drop right now because i've taken more life than what i anticipated or i've dwindled my hand down trying mm. to counter out like so you you try and create a situation in which like create dropping the 10 drop is inconvenient right yeah or it's 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 hazardous and um i mean that's i mean yeah i mean 
it, it the law matchup i think i think you went about the right way because law is always going to be a good thing oh yeah and how many i didn't so i looked at the list how many of the um the two drop event the gum gum uh red hawk is it red hawk I yeah believe? so it looks as though it looks as though he's only running one um wow. yeah okay. so he, he's he, it, from looking at it it looks as though he's running a one of of radical beam and red hawk two jet gotcha. pistols uh three fire fists um I think three guard points, but maybe it's one of them might be covered up by a sticky note that he put his name on. I'm not sure. Might be four. Uh, but the and then he's also got the fiery doll, which is a good white beard tech. He's got right. the uh, the zero cost event, which I, I think is a great tech in there just for one of because it's um, it's nuts in a lot of the matchups because people will think that you don't have anything. They'll be like, right. oh, he's got no Dawn active. I can just go That's for a game. And then you're like, boom, yeah. 3K counter, you yeah, know? Exactly. So I think that that was a – I like that a lot. But um, what I thought was interesting was just having two Vistas instead of the uh, Rush Zoros. I think the two mm -hmm. Vistas were – that was definitely – he was thinking for the law, and he was thinking for sure. Whitebeard and right. having uh, the three Gordons, you know, because he was like, oh, if, if Whitebeard plays uh, – I'm forgetting the name of the blocker. It's um, that two-cost blocker. Fusa? Yeah, Fusa. Yeah, yeah, Fosa. Yeah, yeah. Fosa. Fosa yeah, so Fosa gets... Uh, Vista handles that. Uh, yeah. Vista handles uh, one-cost chopper. Uh, so does right. Mar Marco. The Fire Fists. Right. Um, the Gordon to bring down any, like, of the six-cost uh, thatches. Big, I mean, like, he really, yeah. really thought out this list to be anti-Whitebeard, anti-Law, um, mm -hmm. which is, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a great list. Uh, but that's that's where I feel like it... it I, I wonder what his matchups were, if I'm being honest. I didn't... I, I, I think I'm it was floating... I want to say it was floating somewhere around Twitter, but I, I never caught it. But, um, yeah, because Katakuri, I do think, would be... It's not unwinnable. It's harder. It's just a harder matchup. It's, like it's you, with this Zoro list, you actually have to play very well, right? You, yeah. Whereas Katakuri can just get crazy lucky, and you'd be like, "Oh, well, dang," you know. Um, but this this list, you for sure have to be on your p's and q's against uh, a yellow Katakuri. But I, I like it. Yeah. He did he did a great job teching for what he thought the event would be, and sure as right. heck, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, and as much as the Zoro leader, like we can kind of in some ways take some of our complaints about Newgate and apply them to Zoro in some ways in terms of just how long that leader is stuck into the meta, right? Like you, you, you've seen Zoro from day one, right? With the, yeah. with the meta. But I will say that the, the cool thing about Zoro is seeing it evolve over the sets, right? Like Zoro was just like hyper aggro with these Sunny Coon one drops and, and you know, the, the, the Machinos to buff this. Oh, man, that was crazy, yeah. Hyper aggro. And then we kind of transitioned to this, like, this mid-rangey kind of control yeah. almost, like, style of Zoro. And now maybe, you know, maybe now we're seeing another um, kind of evolution of Zoro. So as mm. much as, like, the, the, the leader, like, I, I have gripes with, but nothing serious. As much as, like, I have those issues, it's cool to see how well that leader can, like, evolve, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, and, and how it can, like, all right, well, if the meta is going to be this, I can kind of form a nice deck list that can evolve to this meta. Yeah. Um, which I don't, I think a lot of other leaders are a little bit more rigid in how, you know, like, it, it, some of them just get canceled out of the meta completely. For right? sure. Like, it, for sure. not a place for it. Yeah. Zoro's and very flexible cool. in that regards. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's, that's a cool aspect of Zoro. I've always, I've mm -hmm. always appreciated that. 
it does feel like with the Zoro players, they do a good job of taking the time to tech in cards, to to have responses to the meta that still work with the leader and yeah. make the leader viable. So that's that's cool. Yeah, I remember when um, set three came out, everybody was dropping jet pistol from their list. They were like, "Oh, jet yeah. pistol don't need it anymore, baby. We got fire yeah. fist," you know. Yeah. And now yeah. you see the jet pistols making a return at the end of OPO three and right. still the beginning of OPO four because it's just useful. The card is it's, so it's insane value, I mean, you know. Um, think about think about what you're knocking down with a Gordon into oh yeah nine k like just massive everything card. yeah massive yeah. card. It's uh it's well, super good. useful. And that's the other thing in this meta. I feel like there's a lot of really big cards right now, right? There's just like yeah. these, these six drop 8K vanillas that are now entering the scene. Uh, you know, you've got Queen who kind of the whole, the whole, <laughs> whole deck, deck is wild. Cards, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you've got the 10 drop. I mean, there's always been big cards in the meta. Um, but there's also been like a mid-rangey style meta too where the, those big cards, you know, we saw... The removal of Tindrop Kuzan in some decks and, mm -hmm. and to replace with Esho and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But it feels like the current meta just has massive cards in it right now. Yeah. And so like teching in those those, you know, Gordons into Rad Beams and and you know, obviously everyone loves the gum gum red rock just wiping anything off the but red rock. You know, yeah. Like round table was uh round table was something I saw in yeah, that was, a while back. That was being teched in. And and I don't see like it seems like now is a good a time as ever to to tech round table back into your ace decks to try and help control some of those massively big cards for sure for sure yeah. i've been r.i.p to ace by the way you know if uh you know, if if some of these if some of these uh restrictions ever get listed or lifted excuse me i think i think ace can make a really solid return but i know you got something to say i actually still believe in ace even with the restrictions okay um, i'm uh, the homie Vampire, shout out to Vampire Gaming, an, uh, an ace player, a hundred, like through and through. Yeah. It's like the way that I felt about, I mean, you and I to an extent, the way that we, Smoker was our yeah. guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's our dude. Uh, Vampire is very much the same way with ace. And so he's always in the lab, just like cooking up different builds. Uh, and and I'm ace. not saying it's dead, okay? I'm just no, saying no, 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 it's no, just, no, no. It, it lost some of what makes it like. I would agree. Have umph, you know what oh. I mean? And right. and that's uh that's tough. I think that if they are able to like maybe lift the restrictions either through the banning of other cards or potentially mm -hmm. just the meta, you know, finally power creeping up to it being able to handle Whitebeard and some of these other lists, then I think well, Ace could see a pretty well, pretty solid return. That's where the leader locked argument comes into play, right? Like, you know, these cards mm -hmm. should only be assigned to these leaders and so on and so because I, I would agree those that that hurt Ace more than it hurt anything else, right? Yeah. Um, and I will say, I never even considered that. If they, what, yeah. yeah, if they eroded like Marco yeah. to only being if your leader There's is Ace, that can be done. That's that, that dude. Make, that make Ace like. How have I never thought about deck. that? I mean, huh. hey, you know, we're blowing minds over yeah, here, dude. You're blowing um, mind. Jesus, <laughs> what the heck? But you know, from speaking from Vampire, like it feels like he made um and. He made top, what is it, 60, no. He got a Marco. He got a Marco on one of the more review, uh, oh, recent. That's top 64. Mm -hmm. Yeah, top 64 mm -hmm. uh, with Ace. And he's like, that's you know, awesome. Like, uh, I, 
yeah it is kudos to him and i actually hit him up on the dm I was like yo it feels like ace might actually have a spot now again is ace going to be prevalent is it going to be like this top tier deck i don't think that's going to be the place but it feels like there's some viability with the deck and he's like yeah there is as long as i don't run into katakuri <laughs> so um that that's that's where the struggle with that now resides um yeah but ace is such a fun deck man like it is it ace, is ace like coming from smoker from set three and um and then going into uh or excuse me set two and then uh and then seeing ace i was like you know what like that feels like a natural transition right like the control like remove like i play you know i i get rid of this i play a card you know like that was the one red deck that i was like i could see myself really enjoying playing ace yeah and then those restrictions come down and it's just like well never mind never so much for that <laughs> yeah you know? yeah, yeah. Like, it was short-lived you know? i think yeah, exactly. i think that i think flame emperor is like one of the most fun coolest cards ever oh, i great. i love that card like the I'm, last the last i'm just sad sorry, that bro. that didn't get an altar like i love fire fist but i wanted yeah. flame emperor to have a That's an altar that was sick yeah actually the last the last deck list that vampire sent me it had four of of flame Emperor. oh yeah dude that card just like yeah 100 percent. i mean again it goes back to what we were just discussing (laughs) the big cards in this meta right now like you need you need to find ways to get those big cards off the board yeah so um and with that and using crossfire i mean i got um i just uploaded uh some matches uh today uh playing black luffy and i was able to get the better of ace uh but There was this play. He played Ezo, right? Um, found Crossfire, used Crossfire on my ten drop Kuzan, and now it still had seven Dawn left. Used Flame Emperor, KOs my Kuzan, double swings my life. I'm like, double are swing. you kidding me? The, I was like, the combos, the combos what? that you can do with Ace are so fun to pull off. Yeah, they're just they're they are so much fun. And I think playing round table is the funniest thing in the world to me. Like that. Yeah, I, I love being like, oh. Minus, minus Bye. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly and then when um when i was playing with ace for a little bit you know like using round table and, and like if you had newgate established using round table on any card that was on the board like massive cards right mm-hmm. you could you could use round table put two dawn under newgate or was it one one or two dawn and then swing and ko two, yeah. one of these massive cards yeah. and still get your like just a nasty say goodbye to your 10 drop big mom all right yeah as i swing <laughs> you know like these massive swings into your life yeah. or other characters like just was a really really cool combo I'm, I'm hoping that ace um i hope people like people like vampire like really kind of tech that deck more and see if we can find something in there because it's a cool deck that's the beauty of of these new sets is uh you know seeing creative stuff like for example like i said i was running the uh starter deck eight black luffy last night at Mm -hmm. locals because of the list um uh in top 32 and i thought the list was really fun it was super fun yeah. i was playing it on on my stream on the sim and trying out a bunch of different things i did swap out a couple like i don't know he runs uh two of the nine drop shanks and three of the sakazukis i felt like one of the shanks and four sakazukis felt better yeah. so yeah I, i'm inclined to agree with that yeah I, i'm curious to see how many times he actually got off that nine yeah that th- nine like did that really yeah. did, that, did, did the situation present itself that you actually were able to utilize like super sick against action? law right but yeah. oh sure, sure but otherwise you know eh you know it's it it, like it's like if you get a 10 drop down though and then you draw into that oh my yeah, oh, god it's I've, it's you're you're making it rain everybody's yeah. dead it's great yeah. i love yeah. it 
but I just, yeah, I'd love to see those new decks or, or new no, lists, excuse me. Right. I agree. And like no. you said, like, and what's, what's cool is like with the new sets is like new cards are getting teched into old leaders. Yep. Um, which is cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping like more of that happens, right? That, that we start finding some of these older leaders that came out set one, set two, like we saw with blue croc. Um, mm -hmm. and, and people started experimenting with those old leaders yeah. because I think diversity is what, you know, it's the hardest thing to accomplish within a card game, right? Like having these diverse viable leaders that are competitive. Um, but it's cool when people take the time to like take these new cards from new sets and start implementing them into older leaders and saying, you know what, there's something here with this right now. Oh, so. agreed, agreed. I, you know what I think would be really cool is, um, uh, why am I forgetting the name of it? Oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed now. There's uh, oh. there's the Starter Deck Six, the Sakazuki. I'm a yeah. I'm a firm believer that that ability isn't great. <laughs> but but it's not bad like and and you know what i my favorite leader that i really want to see make a splash into the meta eventually at some point in in the in the future is z zephyr i love playing dude z, z is sick so much fun i z love is nuts. Z. z z and garp like are my favorite decks to play i love yeah. like the, the lack of synergy with garp kind of is yeah like, just something <laughs> to be desired but man like it's just fun like you may not win the games but damn it you're gonna have fun you're gonna like, playing <laughs> that deck, you know like yeah uh, I'm, no, I'm going I, down with a smile on my face exactly <laughs> like hey man i had fun like ggs yeah. but i had fun uh but i'm i'm, a, I'm on board with that 100 percent. i loved playing z uh just like an insanely fun deck to play man i agree i agree z is i think it's one of the coolest things and i'm ready and excited for that in the future but uh speaking of the future i think yeah. that we have a ton that we could talk about but we should probably save it for another day because we've got we've got so much to go over as far as like you know all kinds of different things and um you know just wanted just wanted to make this more of like an introduction video for you guys yeah, and you. yeah make it an introduction video for you guys and i hope that you guys enjoyed if you'd like to give us some feedback that'd be amazing but please, please. My, my man ftc up here what are your socials where can we find you um, I'm very, very uh, active on Twitter, uh, FTC underscore hobby. That's kind of like my, my residence, if you will. Uh, the YouTube page will be going up actually with this video, um, also at FTC. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I'll, I'll make sure to plug them. And, uh, but yeah, no, if you want to find me on Twitter, that's primarily where I'm at. I also have a, a Twitch channel. I do uh, desktop, uh, tabletop, uh, one piece uh, sim. I try, I try and get into more tabletop than, than actual sim. But I was actually gonna recommend to you that I've actually never played you on Sim, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, um, that's right. Now, you and I need to we need to battle it out here. I know. Uh, I'm usually up and, like really late. I don't. I'm, so, yeah. but I mean, no, if you're I mean, trying to get I'm some late games in, bro. <laughs> no, I am, and I've always told myself I'm gonna start going to bed early, but that never happens. Yeah. I end up you know, like watching your stream or just just like. Oh, don't man, blame me, I'm, man. No, I'm yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, no, no, no. I'm not blaming you. I'm just, I'm just, saying, I'm hey, just giving I, you, I'm just giving no, you shit. No, but um, no, that's definitely the case. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is what happens when you and I get on the mic. We just, we could go for hours. That, but, um, that's true. That's true. And also, I think we need to to let people know this is going to be a uh, once every two weeks that we're that we're aiming for uh, when it comes to right doing this doing this and. Um, you know, I'm like, if situations come up, let's say, for instance, white beard all of a sudden is like, you know, we'll hop back on. But the the idea is for you and I to 
get together once every two weeks and just kind of like a, do a current current events recap. Yep. Uh, share some thoughts and opinions and uh, just continue it from there. Yeah. So expect the biweekly videos, but um, and the talks and about the current meta as well as the state of the game and just you know fun discussions here or there, maybe breaking stuff down into tiers. You know, we we, we have a lot of a lot of ideas of you know things that we want to do for the future. But um, other than that, uh, I think like like you said, you know, this could be something that you might see impromptu videos coming up because of uh big announcements from bandai um maybe changes uh or new additions um and and that's you know that's something that we'll keep everyone posted with on our social medias but also on our own youtube channels so uh yeah and i i'll also uh be putting everything down in the description below so if you want to check out both uh daniel or myself's uh social medias as well as our own channels and stuff like that it's a great place to find them and uh just thank you guys for checking it out and if you're here at the very end thank you for supporting and and uh having a listen yeah cheers to that absolutely but until the next time i guess we'll see you later later guys